0: Konnichiwa grasshoppers and welcome to another episode of fixitnow.com appliance repair radio samurai appliance Repair Man here with you along with
1: mrs. samurai and
0: glad you could join us thanks for downloading this podcast and,
1: and welcome back welcome back
0: indeed we're going to do another episode of all listener emails seems to be the popular format oh yeah we've just got uh, again just two emails and one on a washer one on a refrigerator yeah and
1: trying to keep it short and sweet.
0: Short, sweet, to the point. And we'll get right into the meat of it after this. Fixitnow.com. Samurai Appliance Repairman. Very, very good. Appliance broke? Fix it yourself. Save big bucks. Fixitnow.com. Appliance Repairman helped thousands of people fix their own appliance. He can help you too. Uh, Fixitnow.com. Welcome back my friends. Okay, Miss Samurai, who are we going to hear from first?
1: Well, first of all, we're hearing from Steve. Hey Steve. I have a three-year-old amana refrigerator. I get no water out of the dispenser on the inner left-hand wall. I can hear the pump when the button is pushed but no water. At the same time, the crisper nearest the water dispenser froze all the veggies solid. I filter all my home's water, so I don't think gunk in the lines is a problem. Also, the ice maker works just fine. Any tips would be welcome, Master.
0: Well, he's come to the right place for tips. You know, it's like it's like what the uh, leper said to the prostitute. Keep the tip.
1: Hey. Okay, hey. all
0: right. So, anyway, just to point out, first thing he said was that he can hear the pump when the button is pushed. There is no pump. I just want to point that out and, and disabuse uh, our listeners of that notion. There is a valve, and it opens, and water flows into the refrigerator under household pressure, but there is no pump. What you're hearing, that low hum when you press a button, either for when the ice maker fills or when you press the button for the dispenser, you're hearing solenoid hum. Oh. You're hearing that water inlet valve go hum as it opens the plunger and lets the water come rushing in under... Household pressure because that water behind the valve is at household pressure.
1: Oh, okay. So no
0: pump. Um, a small point, but um, but important important because it gives you insight uh, into what's uh, going on. Not necessarily in this case. In other cases, though, it can help in this case too. The other clue that Steve gives us here is that first of all, no water is coming out of the dispenser, and Coupled with that is that the crisper drawer um, froze. His veggies in his crisper drawer froze nearest the water dispenser tank. Hmm. Well, hmm. the tank, that's right, as he um, sort of points out here, the dispenser tank, there's a serpentine uh, plastic tank that goes behind the crisper drawers, and this is what allows the water in there to chill before it exits through your dispenser when you press the button for chilled water. That's how you get chilled water. Well, the fact that the crisper drawer is freezing, the stuff in the in the crisper drawer is freezing, and the fact that the tank is freezing, or does he say it? Does he actually say that, that it's freezing?
1: No, just the, the veggies are freezing, and he's getting no water.
0: Veggies are freezing. Well, that we can assume then that that tank is freezing as uh-huh. well. Right. So um, that's why he's not getting water, water out of the dispenser, because that tank is freezing all of this then points to and if you can verify this easily by pulling the crisper drawers out and looking at that tank back there and jiggling it and you won't see any water jiggling around in there because it'll be frozen so the <laughs> so. tanks
1: on the inside of the, right. and oh, the in- you don't have to even
0: no it's on the inside of the refrigerator hour, okay. no it's on the inside of the refrigerator and behind the crisper drawers that's how the water in there gets cold oh, if it were so. if it were outside of the refrigerator it would be at room temperature or or worse
1: Okay, then.
0: So, all of this points to a temperature control problem or an air distribution problem. It's one of those two things that's going on with this refrigerator. Um,
1: so, temperature control, you mean the little dials right. or whatever this refrigerator has that you can just...
0: Right. You've got two... There's two controls to deal with, and there's a good article at fixitnow.com um, that you can look up in the refrigerator section, and Frequently Asked Questions on uh how how the cold controls work in your refrigerator. But there's two controls, one for the freezer, one for the fresh food compartment. He's got those somehow set wrong, possibly, that's one possible scenario here. But anyway, you want to set your controls so that in the freezer you're getting about zero and in the beer compartment, that's fresh food compartment, in in case you didn't know that, is about thirty four to thirty six degrees. If you're getting and you measure this with a good accurate thermometer in a glass of water uh, that you leave in there overnight, this way you're getting a good stable average temperature. Okay. The other the well, other possibility. You
1: would do that in the freezer,
0: would you? No, not in the freezer. We're okay. tar- talking about in the beer compartment. <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Okay.
0: Um, the the other possibility, and there is a an, an upgraded evaporator fan kit in this refrigerator uh, that Amana has put out, precisely to Move more air because the evaporator fans that they put in these refrigerators were not moving enough air. They were having a problem with um, uh, frosting and condensation I- inside the freezer. But it can also lead to uh, stratified temperature profiles.
1: Ooh! Yes, thank very you. Very fancy talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That that's where you're not moving enough air. Uh, so so you're getting too much of the cold air settling in the bottom of the beer compartment may. Uh, resulting in freezing in the crisper drawers and the dispenser tank
1: or even worse bottles of beer bottles of beer freeze and 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 burst all over the place exactly
0: so um, the evaporator fan may not be moving enough air to mix things up you know some people don't realize that all your cold air is made in the freezer you know the number of service calls I go on, and people don't realize that all of their cold air in the in the whole box is made in the freezer, and then mm-hmm. a portion of that cold air is blown into the beer compartment. Based on the and the amount of that cold air that's blown in is adjusted by your freezer setting. You typically have a control that says freezer colder, warmer. Well, when you make when you say when you set that control to freezer warmer. All you're really doing is you're opening that uh, baffle wider to let more air in from the freezer. That makes the freezer warmer. Manufacturers do a horrible job of explaining this.
1: Right, well, um, I didn't know it until you told me.
0: Right, and the cold then there's an, another then there's another control that feels the temperature inside the beer compartment, and and it turns the compressor on and off based on the temperature that it's feeling and what your setting is for that control. So that's that control turns the, the compressor on and off. So you got two controls, and what you do to one affects the other. So it's this sort of iterative thing. to get them dialed in right. No. Uh, but in this case, um, I would check your temperature settings, and also uh, you might explore the um, evaporator fan upgrade kit, and that evaporator fan, again, is the fan in the freezer, and it distributes air throughout the entire refrigerator. And I'll have a link posted to that, in the write-up for this episode, which will be at podcast.fixitnow.com. So you can go there, and you'll see this episode there. This is episode number 11, and um, you'll see the write-up there, and there will be a link there to the uh, evaporator fan upgrade kit for this refrigerator.
1: Now, when a manufacturer puts out an upgrade kit, is it... I mean is there any discounts it's not like a recall no it's
0: not it's not a recall it's just um, something that um, they've found out from feedback in the field uh, from the technicians or from customer complaints that something's not running quite up to snuff and so they'll put out uh, a modified part of fan that runs at a higher speed or has an increased pitch in the blades to move more air but the customer still has to pay for it right Customer right. still has to pay for it.
1: Okay. Oh, the doggies coming to join yes, us. Yes, Bubba's just right. come
0: in, and here goes Bubba getting on the bed.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. All right.
0: You just lay down there, Bubba.
1: Well, I think that signals the time to switch to our second email. That's a
0: that's a great segue.
1: All right. Now we hear from Amy, who says, "I'm in the midst of a frigid air washer crisis and want your help." Uh, first of all, she says, "I can't find a screen to register for live help." They keep getting bounced back to a different page.
0: Right, and let me just point out, let me just stop sure. you. This is a long email, and I'm just going to um, answer this as we go through it. To the screen for Live Help the, is at, and she was going to the right page. It's fixitnow.com forward slash livehelp.htm. There's prominent links to get to that page all over the website. But there's only one place to sign up for live help at the website. And our live help program, maybe I'll just talk about that a little bit, is where people can subscribe to our live help program. It's $49 for the year. For that, they get unlimited real-time access to me via phone, instant messaging. Um, They also get uh, priority um, question answering in the repair forum, which is at applianceguru.com. There's also a link to that from our website. Um, and they get there's a special forum just for enrolled students in the Live Help program. They get priority treatment, um, and it, they also get access to our repair manual stash. I've got hundreds of manuals for all different brands, uplines, downlines, all different brands and models, uploaded up there, free. Uh, you know, once you get you get access to it, you can download as much as you want. It's all you can eat.
1: Great program.
0: Yeah, it is. A lot of people are in it. A lot of people really uh, take it. I have a lot of technicians who sign up for it as well.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay, so Frigidaire Washer, her problem. I washed four cotton rugs with fringe. The fringe shed a bunch of stuff, most of it's stringy and about one or two inches long, not the little bitty stuff you get from new towels. So the trap and the pump are plugged up or were plugged up. I fished wadded up cotton masses out of the pump impeller, the hose line connecting the tub to the pump and the tub tub itself after reading your advice
0: At at the
1: forum. I ran the washer on the regular cycle. The first one was perfect, victory. But on subsequent runs, the pump is working, but, you know there was a but, the high speed spin is acting up it turns on only for a few seconds and not its full duration and the clothes are heavy with water.
0: Okay, hang on. Let me let me go ahead and, and um interject some stuff here. All right. Um what's going on here is yes, the pump's working. Uh, so it's turning, it's getting voltage, it's it's moving some water, but it's not moving enough water. And this tub, the tub in a front-load washer will not spin unless all the water's pumped out of it because if there's water in there, it'll trip the imbalance circuitry. So um, what's happening here is she still has a restriction in there. It could be on the suction side of the pump, which is a big accordion thing, uh, a big floppy accordion thing that connects from the, the drum or tub to the pump. Or it could be on the discharge side of the pump, which is a smaller hose that goes from the exit of the pump all the way out to the drain standpipe where the washer drains. So there's still gookas in there somewhere that uh, that will have to be located and cleared out so that all of the water pumps out in a reasonable amount of time because it's all done, all all of this is choreographed by the timer. And if the water is not pumped out enough in time, then it's going to go ahead and try to spin, there's still going to be water in there, it's going to trip the imbalance circuit, and so it goes.
1: All right. Well, and she wonders, is this uh, something she can do herself or does she need to call in professionals?
0: Well, I am a professional. Please don't try this at home. Oh, wait, no, yes, the whole point of this is to try it at home. Uh (laughs) No, you can, this is absolutely something that people can do themselves if they just understand some of the basic principles. And like, for example, the most important one in this case is the one I was just explaining, that the tub needs to be empty in in order to uh, get up to full high-speed spin. Right. So, um, and therefore, it just becomes a matter of clearing out some, clearing guckas out of, the hoses, and also out of the pump itself. You get uh, cotton batting-type material. It's mm-hmm. frilly and fray, and it, it'll get all wound up around the pump impeller. Now, the pump may, it may be so enmeshed around the pump impeller and you can't pick it out. You just have to replace the pump. Or maybe you can, if you just spend a little time. Maybe you can pick it all out of the pump impeller, and that will restore the normal function of the pump and, it's, and give back its full volumetric flow rate so that it's moving the water out at the proper rate.
1: All right. Okay, should we go on to our next question? Which is a question. second topic. Frigidaire calls the hose connecting the tub to the pump a trap. Yeah. Would you know if there are stackable front load washers that have an easily accessible coin slash lint ball trap? Crawling on the floor with wrenches and mops isn't quite what I had in mind.
0: The, they're all designed that way. It's, it's, it's just a gravity kind of thing. The pump is always going to be below the drum. And washers are usually, on especially in a stack system, are usually going to be in the bottom, and the dryer is going to be on the top. So you're always going to be talking about working at floor level. It doesn't matter what brand you're looking at: Asco, Frigidaire, Duet. They're all basically the same because gravity's the same. And so you're going to have the pump below the drum, and the you know you know where the drum is. In a front loader, it's already kind of low. The pump's going to be even lower.
1: So we figure out how to defy the laws of gravity, then we can redesign those things. that
0: need that anti-gravity washer.
1: All right. Last question, she says. Do you also own the parts site RepairClinic.com? It seems highly intertwined with your FixItNow.com and ApplianceGuru.com site.
0: No. Short answer, no. I don't own it. Um, they are my parts partner, though. And so the way that works is when people come through our website, fixitnow.com, or through the forum, applianceguru.com, and they click any of our parts links to that takes them over to a repair clinic for them to buy their parts, and they enter in their model number and all their stuff, and they buy their part. The way that works is we get a small commission on the, on the sale of that part. It's the same exact price to you. I, um, but the only thing is we get a little commission, and that's what helps support the website. Um, right. I just want to point out, too, that if you go to Repair Clinic, even if you click through on our links, but then you call them on the phone to order the part, we don't get any credit for that. No. Um, so, you know, and I've had people that will do that in the, in the forum. I was like, well, I, I called and I ordered the part via phone.
1: Um, well, well, thanks. Yeah,
0: thanks for nothing. But, so. so it's
1: a great way to support our site. If you liked this podcast, right. if you like our website, and again, it, it helped you.
0: It's the same yep. exact price. Right, you're not paying so. more. Right,
1: and uh, we've gotten we've been associated with them for a long time now, yeah. and have gotten a lot of positive feedback.
0: Well, I, I buy parts myself for them when right. I need parts for some of the uplines, like Decor and things like that. Or I've got to have a part really fast. I get stuff shipped overnight. I go to a repair clinic, and I'll buy my i buy my parts for my service business through repair clinic because I get it fast, and they carry parts for, I mean, everything. The only parts they don't carry that I wish they would would be Fisher-Piekel. Right. But that's not their fault. That's fisher There's fisher their distributes their own part. and They're not subbing right. that out to anybody.
1: All right. Well, All right. Samurai, I think that wraps I, it up. That's a wrap. Well, yet another so. one.
0: So, again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for downloading and listening. We sure appreciate you taking the time out to listen.
1: And please send us an email. Give us comments, questions, anything you want to tell us. Send it to podcast at fixitnow.com.
0: Right, and tell all your friends about us. And come and back. And tell
1: two friends.
0: And, and so it goes vi- in a viral-type manner.
1: Yeah. So,
0: thanks again. This is uh, So, until next time, this is Samurai Appliance Repair Man
1: And Mrs. Samurai. Bidding you. Sayonara! Sayonara.